listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Cairo Candy. On the episode today, we have with us Ryan Mall with Integrity Doctors. How are you doing? Good, Billy. How are you doing? Very, very well. I'm uh, looking forward to this episode. You guys have some great things going on, and uh, I mean, you're, the docs that you guys work with are just crushing it. So uh, it, it's an honor to have you on and for, for what you guys represent, what you do for the profession. So looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. I, I heard a lot of great things about you guys. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on here. So this is a, a mutual thing. I'm, I'm happy to be here and talking to you today. Well, before we get into some content, can you give us a little background on Integrity Doctors? Uh, Integrity Doctors, we've been around for a long time. We've uh, been in chiropractic consulting for a little over 30 years. Uh, so we've been doing this forever, it feels like. Uh, we've, and we've stuck around. We've changed. We've adapted. Uh, we started as a very small mom and pop company called Cats Management, uh, and my father went and worked for them and became a coach for them and eventually bought the company. He bought it when it was very small, uh, and he turned it and changed the name to Integrity Management. Uh, when we changed the name, within four years of him owning it, he quadrupled the company, and then we just became something different and became something more, unlike what we did in the past. And then about two, three years ago, we changed our name to Integrity Doctors because we really felt like management was just limiting us. It was, it was labeling us as something almost negative in a lot of the ways of the profession. There was, there was this connotation that maybe management wasn't honest and that there were bad groups or there were bad things being done in management. And we didn't want to be tied into that. So we really felt like it wasn't us that was the main thing. It was our doctors. We felt like our doctors were the were what should be promoted. We felt like they were what made us so awesome. So we just naturally thought, well, let's just call ourselves integrity doctors because we had kind of used that phrase internally for a long time. And so we thought, well, let's just call ourselves that. So we, three about th- two, three years ago, we changed our name to integrity doctors. That's what we've been. Uh, we've been bigger than we've ever been. We've changed. We've, we've adapted. Uh, I've been doing this for 14 years now. So I started very young. I, I kind of worked my way into it. I was terrible for a very long time. And, you know, and then in just in recent, within the last five years, even I, I became president last year. So uh, dad's the CEO still. I'm the president. And we're killing it. We, we're very happy with our membership. We're, we're happy for what we do. We, are, we do everything on purpose. We have a purpose and a mission for chiropractic to get 80% of the population under chiropractic care. That's the only thing we do. We do everything with that goal. If it doesn't fit that goal, we don't do it. If it doesn't match that, we scrap it. We, we have to make sure we stay on purpose. And we do things, as I've kind of mentioned to you before, that we are on a patient-driven mindset because we are patients. Uh, we're really the only chiropractic business consulting company that's not owned by doctors. So we don't think like doctors. We don't overanalyze like doctors. We think like patients. And we create our procedures. We create all of our scripts. Everything that we do is based on the patient-driven mindset. Because we think about what would we want? What would we want to hear? What would we want to be taught? What would we want to see if we were in as a patient? Would we do it differently? Because we think differently than doctors do, just naturally. It, it, we relate more to the person on the other side of the report of findings. So that's why we create things a little differently. That's why we do things a little differently. And we love doing it. We, we just absolutely love it. So 
one of the things that we like to do on the show is obviously we, we want to create value. And um, I love it whenever, you know, Kairos can listen to an episode and say, you know what, that's really, really good. I want to apply that in my office today. So uh, I want to ask you a few questions and, and kind of steer this in a direction um, that kind of fits that purpose. What are some of the biggest struggles? I mean, because you guys work with a lot of offices, a lot of docs uh, across the country. Are you guys just here in the U.S. or do you have? We have some internationally. We have a few in England. Uh, a few. It, a lot of it's based off time zones. It's, it's hard to read some of them. We, we've, we've done Australia in the past. We've done Europe. We've done Mexico. We have quite a few in Canada. Uh, so I would say we're more Canada, more a little bit of Europe. But it's I would say the obviously just like the profession, we are pretty much Midwest. We it's a very Midwest heavy group. Uh, we do do all over. We don't have as many on the West Coast. Uh, I'm not that we don't like anybody on the West. We have some on the West Coast. It's just a little different energy out there, and it's the time zone thing. It's hard to get out there for certain conferences and stuff. But uh, no, we try to do it for everybody, and we we do it for as many as we can. So, you, working with all the docs, all the offices that you do, what are some of the biggest struggles and challenges that you see facing a lot of them? I feel like I feel like the the struggle, the biggest struggle overall right now is this no is not coming together is that there, there's too many people trying to do it their own way and you, you kind of hear that even in students when they graduate that well i want to do i have my own special thing i want to do and i want to do this my way and i want to i want to show them that i'm special and and i really feel like that's a it, it's misguided it, it's not that we shouldn't be special because we are you know i think we need to all celebrate the fact that our specialty is chiropractic that if if you look at the latest studies, that you know, for a long time we went for a hundred for a hundred years, there was only eight percent of the population was being treated by us. We were we were just hitting this constant eight percent, and they I, they had recent studies come out to say we doubled that and we're about sixteen percent, and that's great, and I, I think it's awesome that we are growing it. The 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 simple problem there is that that means there's eighty four percent that don't know us, that don't have us. So. We, we have a fresh market, an awesome market available to us. It, you look at any other profession, any other thing out there, they would love to say they, they need 84% of the people don't know who they are. That's a great starting point for marketing. But at the same time, we have to come together. We have to not be so segmented. We, we have parts of the profession breaking off and trying to do random things. We're, we're trying to rely on other things that, like, you know, would it be essential oils, weight loss programs, all these things that anybody could do. I, I have friends on Facebook that are accountants that sell essential oils. Are they bad? No, they're great. I'm sure they're wonderful. I'm sure I weight loss. I'm on a diet now. I mean, it, it's a, it's a never ending roller coaster, you know, it's, but that doesn't mean it should be us. That shouldn't define us. Chiropractic should define us. We, should do what BJ did. We should literally go out and try to take this to the world and do this on a bigger scale. You know, he he wanted to get things. He bought the first car. He bought he didn't just buy a flyer. He bought the printing press. He bought the radio station. You know, he had this mindset that slowly over time we divided from and we went away from and we got into this mindset that we're supposed to be referral only, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Medical doctors don't do that. Medical doctors are constantly marketing, are constantly putting their thing out there. Why have we all of a sudden decided that we should just stay quiet? Why have 
why aren't we saying, man, isn't it awesome that we can get somebody well for really cheap, if we're being honest, if we're being honest for the cost of what chiropractic takes, what it is, what it does. If you compare it to, if, if I took my back pain and walked into an emergency room, I'm walking out with a $5,000 bill minimum. But if I come to you, I can get treated and I can get seen. I can come back 20 times and it will never even come close to that as a total price. So we have the awesome, most awesome solution possible in healthcare. We have the one that works. We have the one that is the solution. And that's, and that's the other part of it is I think we've always kind of marketed ourselves and put ourselves out there as an alternative or as an option, as, as something to try Almost like you, you, if you'd ever, like, you'll hear patients say, I've tried everything else, uh, and now I'm trying this. Why, when did we, why should we stay or want to just stick with being something that only a couple people do? Why should we, why should we be the last resort? Why right. shouldn't we be the first solution? Why, why can't we? See, it, it, but it's, it's us having to get the mindset too. It's us having to go out there and want to be like, man, I got to put myself out there. And I got to make chiropractic look so stinking good that everybody wants this, that everybody sees this as right. But until we come together and decide that, hey, we're going to be chiropractors and we're going to be proud of chiropractic, we're going to be proud of what we do and realize that we can do this, that's where our first hurdle is. If we, if we still want to just divide and conquer, we won't conquer. We will just keep doing this mom and pop shop thing everywhere, all 100 different ways. And nobody's going to get it because obviously there's a lot of times you can go to different chiropractors in different places and feel like you went to two totally different things. So we have to come together and we have to do this and stay strong and stick with chiropractic. I love that. One of the things that I say often is right now, literally right now, as we speak, as someone's listening to this right now, People are driving past your office that need what you do. They want what you do. They don't want to be taking medications. They want more energy. They want a healthy family. They want that lifestyle. They don't know that's called chiropractic. But yeah. today with the tools that we have, with, I mean, the things that social media allows us to do today, we can take that perfect message, target different people in your in your area and and find out who is it that resonates with this message. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we love to do is, uh, so you, you do these little videos and you put them out there that's the chiropractic message, right? Things that people don't know. And it can be from anything, you know, symptom-based, you know, headaches and cervical issues to just whatever. Um, and then when somebody watches the video, we get to tell Facebook, hey, anybody in my town that watches 50% or more of this video we're going to put them in another audience, and then I want to show them another video, right? Because you got them to stop what they're doing, and there's something about that message that resonated with them. And so now we get to tell them something else about it, and something else about it, and something else about it. So we have the ability to do just what you're saying, you know, to buy the radio station, right? We can create this tribe of people who know what we do, who know why we do it, who understand how we do it. And how many of those people do you need once you start building this, that audience, right? I mean, we have people that yeah. have, you know, nine to 10,000 people in their town that have been watching their videos. Oh my goodness. That's how you get that message out is knowing you have something people need 
and get out of your own way, kick yourself in the butt and just do the work, right? Just get that message out there because they, it's life changing. That's right. That's right. And, and you've got, as you'll notice, you know, one of the things we've, we've always so struggled with is our, is our, our image. And, and I think that, you know, you doing the videos like that, that really helps. But even that you get this idea of everyone's still thinking I need to be in a white coat or I need right. to be in a full suit. Like, no, I, you know, sure. in the current marketing sector, everybody wants to feel approached. They, they want to feel like I can talk to you almost like you're my friend. Right. And I, and I, you know, I, I think like, like if you look at yourself now, I can see you on Skype and you're wearing a Cairo candy t-shirt, you know, and, and there's a lot of doctors. Oh, I can't do a video in a t-shirt. Well, yeah, you can. Sure. It, it's actually better. You know, it actually makes you look more approachable. It looks, makes you look like you're not just an expert at something, but you're the kind of guy I could hang out with. You're the kind of guy I could talk to, or you're the kind of girl I could want to just spend some time with or smile with or talk and be honest and open and trust. And that's, that's more point. what people want. They want that trustworthiness. They, they're not just interested in, you know, finding the perfect authoritative figure for their health care. They're wanting someone they can sit down and trust with their families. And health. resonate with. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Otherwise, but, if, but if, if you look like you're unapproachable, if you look like you're that classic image of, a, you know, the lawyer standing against the bookshelf in a full suit and tie with bushes behind him. If you look like that and you want to be that, you know, everybody, I look down on everyone. That's never going to work now. You know, it, it, it goes beyond just talking. It goes, you have to realize that people want to be able to talk to you. They want, we like social media because we want to feel like we're connected to these people. We want to feel right. like we have a connection, like we have this, they, they could be our friend. We, we have finally found a way to, I can like that outfit today. I can like your vacation. I can do that stuff. But it has to feel like you are friends. It has to feel like you are close. And, and that has to mean that we have to get off the high horse of being a doctor. We have to get down with the patient, almost like the old days when they had the, you know, the pharmacies where you'd have the step up to go back there. You know, they would be a step ahead. You know, they're always looking down at you. That, we have to get away with, from that. We have to get away from this mindset that we are only good because we promote ourselves as smarter than everyone else. No, we, we have a solution. It's an awesome solution. But we have to do the connecting with them because they want the connection. You know, uh, back whenever I was working in office for a chiropractor, uh, we, we had two different offices, and I was the marketer, right? I did all the community events, and then I started doing our in-office. I did our day ones and our day twos. I closed them on care plans. I did the financials. Yeah. Uh, well, one of our offices was uh, a new chiropractor. He had just graduated, and he was probably late 30s. So, you know, he's a little bit uh, older than, you know, he didn't go straight into chiropractic school or anything. Um, but during his reports uh, and even during, you know, his exams, it he paid a lot of money for the words he learned and he wanted mm -hmm. to use them. It's a yes. great way to, to look at it. Uh, I remember my wife went, uh, went to him for, and she just did day one and day two. And she's a nurse, so she has a, a medical background. And she said, Billy, it was over my head. That's and then right. we had you know, the doc who actually owned both the offices, been in practice a long time, and he was just like what you're saying. He would sit down with you, and you just felt, you know, everything's a fifth grader could understand exactly what we're talking about. Very simple, right. 
down to earth. And the patients loved that about him because just like what you're saying, he, he was approachable and likable yeah. and somebody that you'd want to just hang out with. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, it, and that's really what's changed in there over the last, I would say the last decade is, you know, it used to always be taught that, and it was kind of the, the sense that the way you show a patient quality care is by spending more time with them. That you, if you want to show them that you care, if you're, you know, they used to use the phrase, I'm not a chiropractic male. I'm not just slapping adjustments on people and getting them out. But I think what's what's weird is that in this day and age is that we want to get in and out. You know, the time right. is more valuable. I, I don't I don't want to sit there and talk to you. I I think that for most part, like when you say that, you know, the words and it was that, you know, the most doctors, they like to hear themselves speak. They like to talk about chiropractic. They like explaining it. They like going through it. And yes, it does go over the patient's head because the patient at the end of the day is literally looking for you to say one thing. You can help me. That's Absolutely. it. If, if they can hear, I can help you. I can help you. That's really what that, you know, you can say whatever you want. As long as you tell them, hey, we're going to take care of you. We're going to make you feel better. We're going to make this right. We've got a solution. It's chiropractic. You're going to love getting adjusted. If you can tell them that and just reassure them, because that's really what they're wanting. They're already nervous about being here. They're already, you know, questioning the decision the whole time. You know, we a lot of times think that just because they came in, they're sold on us. No, they're not sold yet. You know, it's going to take a while right. before they're sold. We've got to keep on going with them. We've got to keep pushing them to make the right decision and show them that this is the right thing. Because otherwise, they will talk themselves out of it. Because who just wants to hang out at a doctor's office? Who, who just wants to start a new doctor thing? I, I want to be in there. And I, want, I want the solution. But if you don't tell me the solution and tell me that this is the solution, I'm not just going to naturally assume it is. I'm not going to come down with the thought that this is the solution. But it, but it takes us to just realize that's why we have to talk about what the patient wants to hear rather than just talking about what we learned in college and what we want to get out there and say and teach. So someone starts with you guys or, or you're talking with a doc who's um, been in practice 12 years. They're seeing 80 people a week, straight chiropractic, not doing anything else. Um, what are some things other than, okay, you've got to just get that message out there. What are typically, what would some of the advice be that you would give them or some of the direction that you would point them in? I mean, naturally, it, it, it coincides kind of with what you say. It, it really is the getting them to accept the fact that you can't rely on the referral. And, and we've we've become these referral-based practices that don't get new patients. See, I, I, when it comes to getting new patients, because let's be honest, if we don't have patients, we can't open the doors. You know, we can we can learn all the procedures all we want, but if we don't get anybody in there, what's the point? If if we don't continue to grow the public perception of the clinic and get people in, then none of this matters. We're, we've learned all these extra things to have no one to give it to. You know, it's almost like. I'm going to throw the biggest concert in the world to no audience. We have to make sure we're getting this. So we can't rely on the referral only model. We have to get out there. Now I realize that most doctors don't want to do the stuff that means getting that. Most doctors, most doctors don't want to do screenings. They don't want to go out and do them. They don't want to uh, do talks. They want to be the doctor and that's understandable. So for instance, the first thing we pretty much have everyone do is hire someone to do that for you. You know, we, we call them practice representatives and right. we have you hire a 
person who likes talking, a person who likes socializing, and we have them go out and do it. Because you can't do this by staying at home. You've got to do the screenings. You've got to do the talks. You've got to get your name out there. And it, it's up to that person to sell the doctor as a star, to sell them as the best thing in town. You know, I, and I realize that you know, every time I say that, I always get the, well, Ryan, the law says I can't say I'm the best. Well, no, it doesn't say that. You can't really, you can't print it in an ad. But you can't, it's not like we're supposed to talk about ourselves like we're all just decent. You know, I, as a patient, right. I've never said, man, you know what I want? I want to go to the, the most okay-est. mediocre doctor. <laughs> right. You know, I just yeah. want... I just want a doctor that's okay. No, if, you know, if my daughter gets sick, I'm not like, well, I just want a pediatrician that barely got its license. You know, no, I want the best. You know, I want the best doctor for my family. I want the best doctor for me. I'm not interested in just having an okay doctor. So, but you don't know that, and you can't trust that just by going by what people say. You can't just trust that finding it on a website. You know, I can look through them all I want, but. It really helps for you to come tell me. If you come tell me that you're the best, I want to hear that you're the best. So we have them hire out. We have them do that. Here's one that, I mean, this is something you won't hear anywhere. You know, I, I started this about five years ago, and it works, but it's the one that nobody wants to do. And that is, at if you're going to have an event, I would create your own mascot. Now, I know that sounds weird. I know it sounds nothing like anything, but I would, ha- you know, I learned this by myself. I, I went to an event with my daughter and my daughter's seven and they had this, this company, this dentist had this bear and this giant costume bear was just hanging out at the booth. And I had no interest in going to a dentist booth, none. And my daughter saw a bear that was huggable and she ran over there to hug the bear. And naturally, because she's seven, I chased right after her. So I I ran after her. She hugged the bear. I got stuck at the booth. And lo and behold, we have a new dentist. So we got a dentist because of a bear that day. And I left. I thought, well, man, that was easy. And and, and, but it's but it, it, you know, as as a weird concept. See, even when I've brought it up to our doctors, I'll say, well, you should get a mascot. Everybody thinks the same way. Like, I need a giant spine. No, spines aren't huggable. You know, no kid, no kid wants to hug a spine. You know, <laughs> right. don't overthink it that way. Get a bear, a dog. You know, it, it's basically get a giant cat, put a T-shirt of your clinic on them, so when they take pictures on on social media, that has the logo there. But that's the that's the trick. It, it's it's thinking outside the box. Thinking what do people really want to interact with? What do people really like? They don't really like flyers. They don't really like brochures. They're not really interested in that stuff. But if you create something different to get people's attention, to draw them to you, and then sell them on that you're different and that you're approachable and that you're nice, those are things that will get people's attention a lot quicker in this current market than it will any other things. Just standing there with a table and some brochures isn't going to do it. Just having a bowl full of Snicker bars isn't going to do it. Just having personalized water bottles as if, yes, it's hot there. Yes, I know you like wellness. But do something fun. Have fun with it. People want fun, and that's and that's kind of what I you know I see with your Facebook stuff. I I feel like that's the one. I've done podcasts on it. I feel like that's the one thing that everybody misses about Facebook is that I you know it doesn't have to be education all the time. It doesn't have to be so strict and so just talking about spines. You know, show them you can have a good time. Show them that you're nice. Show them that you can smile. 
Show them that you could approach them. You know, you could be out at lunch with your staff. Take a picture of yourself having lunch. Right. You know, tag the business in it. Show them that you support local companies. Show them that you can dance over the lunch hour. Show them that you can high five each other. You know, things that we don't think that we before would have labeled as unprofessional actually holds a lot of value in today's market because Absolutely. people like to see that you can actually be a person, that you could be a friend. And authentic. That's right. Yeah, th- that's really good. You know, uh, one of the things people don't realize about Facebook is their software actually scans images. Uh, and there's a way that you can, it's kind of complicated to, to say, but if if you're on your phone and you open up Facebook in a Chrome browser on your phone, click an image and just just hold it down, you should have an option come up for you to copy it. And then if you were to go to like your notes section or a text message or something and you paste it, it's a it's text, it's description of that picture. It's not mm-hmm. the actual picture. And mm-hmm. so their their software will actually scan the pictures and say two people standing up smiling. It knows if you're smiling. It knows if you're outside and they weight these images based on how happy they are. Pictures mm-hmm. outside weight higher and they'll get shown more. It's just these little things, but Facebook wants you to have great success, but not at the expense of the user. So they want to make people happy. They do the same thing with words. Every word is either more negative or positive and what you say in them, it, it's weighted. But yeah. um, that just kind of reminded me of that, talking about just having yeah. fun and smiling and, and stuff like that. People, they do. They want to see you smile. Um, one of the things people will say was, well, do I have to have somebody come out and actually film me? No, you're not doing a commercial. Yeah, It's not a commercial. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's social media. You know what? Everybody's used to, to seeing their friends' videos that are selfie videos. You know, yeah. hey, we're at my son's birthday party, uh, whatever. That's that's okay. That is totally okay. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying. It's just you've got to just be authentic, just be yourself. Um, and it's never been easier, right? Oh, no doubt. You know, that, you know, it's it's kind of a lot of what came for us was even when you'd have doctors speak at conferences or you'd go to a conference, you'd go see them. You know, I've always thought it's funny how you can go to a conference and you can talk to or watch a doctor speak and they get up there and they never smile and they're very authoritative and they just give their speech and all chiropractic and they do their thing. And then as soon as the speech over, you can see them in the lobby of the hotel or you can see them in a restaurant and they're smiling, having a great time. And every time I meet them on that side, I'm always like, man, I wish that guy would have talked. You know, I, I <laughs> right. wish I could have heard a class from that person. You know, because we've always we have this mindset that as doctors, we have to just be serious. You know, we have to be this I don't even you know, the stoic figure. And that's not the case. You know, it, I would rather be the other way. I, I want to see you having fun. I want to see you a, a video of you talking about how great your staff is, how much you like people, how much. Oh, look how much. Look at this. We're having a patient appreciation day. It's going awesome. I'm so pumped. You should be here, you know. If it sounds like they got invited by a friend, it's much easier to go than it sounds like you got invited by an ad. You know, right. as, as yeah. soon as I see an ad, I'm like, just scroll, just swipe that thing. I, I can, I can see an ad all day long. But if it looks like, hey, it's me, I want you to come here. You know, that's more inviting. That feels like, hey, we should probably stop by there. It looks like it's fun. 
you know, that sort of stuff. But that re that requires a different concept and a different thinking, and a thinking that shouldn't take away from how you feel that your perception is. That should actually build your perception. You know, I, I you don't have to treat every patient, but if you do that sort of stuff, every patient will feel like they knew you, and every patient will feel like they went to you, and it, it makes it so much easier for them to refer. Most times nowadays, people refer because they like you. It has nothing to do with even your care. If they don't like you and you give the greatest care in the world, they're not referring to you. They're not going to tell others about you. It has to, you have to be likable. You have to put more weight in the likability factor. Yeah, that's really good. So let's say, here's a question that uh, I'll ask from time to time. And I'm going to ask it like this. If somebody's brand new, right, just graduated, normally what I'll say is, Okay, you're moved to a new town. You don't know anybody, no relationships. You have 30 days to open your practice. What are you going to do? It, it, knowing what you know now. So the same thing. So somebody comes to you, they're in a new town, they're starting from scratch. They still have all their knowledge, all their abilities. What do you tell them day one, week one, month one to get up and running to start the office if they were well, starting I mean, the, over? Naturally, the, the, the easy response there is you have to have a coach. You need one. You know, I, you know, I want, I want, I don't want any kid or new person in the profession to go into it, trying to figure it out themselves. This is a tricky profession. You know, we, we've had, you know, and, and I'm going to say that with the preference of, you know, do I want them to join us? Yes, obviously. The other side is, does that mean we're the perfect fit for everyone? No, I, I would, I, I would much rather see you go with a different company than to go at it on your own. Going at it on your own means you're, it, you're trying to learn stuff that somebody's already done. You're trying to figure it out when someone else could lead you. In other, like an easy way to look at it, if let's say that we are at, we're on a football field, we're on a football field, and I went in the night before and I planted mines all over that football field, but you can't see them. So the the answer is is do you want to go into that field and try to figure out where they're not yourself? Or if I have a piece of paper that says, look, here's where all the mines are, would you rather just l follow me and I take you safely through it? And that's really what business startup is. There's a lot of people who've done this already and done it the right way and figured it out and made it work. But there's a lot of people that haven't. And, and if you think, as we've done, like we, we, had, we had a doctor one time join where his, they came to the conference, they talked to us, they didn't sign up. And they didn't sign up because her father was a successful businessman, and we knew he was coming in. And he said, well, I've, I've done this, I've opened multiple businesses, I can take care of this, and I can, I can get her through. I just wanted to see what you guys were about. And we we're like, wonderful, good luck with that. Six months later, he called and said, I'm gonna sign a contract for her, I, don't, I can't figure this out, this is, I, this is unlike any other profession. And that's really the key. It, it's, it's different here, and I, and I don't know why we've become such a different monster. I think one thing that's different that people don't realize, and I think this is kind of where the internet in some ways and SEO companies have hurt the profession, is that we are a service. We are not right. a product. Right. And, and you know, it's so much easier when you, when you go to conferences on SEO and websites and stuff, you know, they, they sell it like, oh, this is the way to grow. Well, that's the way to grow if you have a product that can be sold and bought directly from the website. But you know, we don't need web traffic, we need foot traffic. We have to get them into the clinic. And, and, and that requires a different skill set. That requires someone, but 
but th- there's a lot of things. I mean, the everyone out there starting a business, no one is out there protecting you. No, you know, when you go to sign a lease for a building, they're not just there to be like, let me give you the best deal of your life. No, they're there to get as much out of you as possible. So if you don't have someone who's seen a lease agreement before, someone who's negotiated a build out before, someone who's bought equipment the right way, because if every student just did it their way, they would come out, they would walk into this perfectly wood floored 3000 square foot building with digital x-ray and all top of the line everything and they'd be broke instantly they'd have a million in debt and then they'd die out and then it would just go away you can't start with the dream practice you have to have someone to show you that you can have an awesome practice but you can start at this level and then go to this level you can change over time this isn't a let's just walk into this deal because look you've already for students nowadays, I mean, it used to be five years ago you came out with a hundred thousand in debt from your student loans. Now it's like two fifty. You know, the, these kids are coming out with this insane amount of debt. So my thought is, and it's it's one of the things why we don't ever understand why the schools don't recommend management companies anyway. Because why don't we want to teach them to pay that off? Why don't we want to get them to pay those loans down? If everyone is coming out and killing it and doing an awesome job and having awesome results then this profession would be unstoppable. We would get more people to do it. We'd get more people coming into chiropractic. We'd have more people saying, hey, man, I did this. I'm doing awesome. You need to do this too. You know, If everybody just graduates and doesn't become a chiropractor or fails at it, we're in trouble. Right. There, there's just no way around it. So we have to come in. We have to do this right. And you have to have someone helping you with it. You, help is not a bad thing. Saying that you need help is a great thing. Don't make it up. Do it the way it's supposed to be done. Right. Let me ask you this. So let's say it's not a student. It's somebody that's been in in practice 10 years. Uh, And they have all their equipment. They've got their office. But they're just new to an area. So they have signed up with you. What do I do my first week? What do I do? I'm going to open in 30 days. Or even if I'm open now, what are some practical things to get those, to get the foot traffic? The, the practical things are is that you've got to you've got to be able to open up the fact that you have to sell yourself. You, you're, you've got to go to events. You've got to get your name out there. You've got to put your face on stuff. You know, you can't just sit at the office. You've got to go to B&I's. You've got to go to uh, different meetings. You, you need to get involved. You, need, you know, community involvement is a big one. Going to dinners, going to uh, banquets. You know, getting out there and talking to people, you have to network. You know, it's one of the things nobody wants to do. Nobody really, you know, if, if, I, could, if I could be the, the president of this company and never travel again, that would be great. That's not a thing, though. That's not how this works. I don't, I don't get new people. I don't meet new doctors. I don't change more lives unless I actually leave my house and get on the plane and go to these places. You know, everybody does it. You know, I think we've, we've lived in this mold, this kind of fake reality that we all think that, oh, well, nobody else does this. I'm a doctor and I don't need to do this. No, it doesn't matter how long you've been in practice. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. If you've been in practice, because here's the one problem that a lot of people miss out on is the fact that you could be in practice 20 years and really what you did was you did the same year 20 times. You know, you didn't grow with it. Yeah, you didn't that's good. change with it. Wow. You, you just stuck with the one way you learned it, the one way you did it. And even though life changed, even though Facebook came, 
even though Instagram is here, even though there's all these different mediums, you still are trying to do it the exact same, same day one. And that doesn't work. You have to evolve. And you have to, so we have to teach them that you have to evolve. You have to change. You can't rely on just your personality. You can't just rely on the way you've said it all these years. Because the honest truth is, if what you were doing was working, why are you here? Why would you be, why would you need us? You know, if, if you have to be able to listen, and that's part of the thing. It's listening and it's acting on it. You know, it, there, we have to get away from using excuses. We have to get away from acting like, well, I've already done this before. No, you haven't done this before. You know, anyone who says they've done it before doesn't realize it's changed. You know, everything is evolving constantly. So you got to get out there. You got to do the talks. You got to do the screenings. You got to you got to close people. That's the main thing. You have to close them. You have to get them to, as we do. You have to you have to sign up and you got to pay for your first visit right there at the screening. You got to start this now. You got to get some money down. You got to get some skin in the game from them. Otherwise, you know everybody's just like, oh hi, yeah, this is neat. That's good. Yeah, maybe I'll come. Every time you get a maybe I'll come, you're gonna get a no. They're not coming. They're just politely telling you no right so it, it's going to take this mindset of no we're going out there we're putting our name out there i'm going to get these new people and i'm going to confirm them and get them on the books if they're not on the books they don't count but i have to do this but i have to be open to the new ways and the new things that are working yeah that's really good you know that reminds me of something um if you're saying 200 a week right now and your goal is 300 as you are right now you are not going to be able to see 300 because yeah. you've you've grown to be a 200 a week person. Yes. So to grow to be a 300 a week person, you've got to go do the things that a 300 a week person does and you're not there yet. You're doing what a 200 a week person does. Does yeah. that make sense? And no, that's true I, with anything in our life. You know, if you're wanting to get in better shape, well, the person you are right now is not going to be able to do it. You have to become the the character. You have to become the person that would accomplish the that stuff. That's right. Oh, so you know, we used to, one of the guys we have to speak for us every now and again is a uh, he's a Fox News business contributor named Larry Wingett. He's a New York Times mm, bestseller. Sure, yeah. And and Larry Larry always has said he said you know if you're going to get to that next level, it's you have to focus on what you have to give up. You can't just take another level on without giving up something you always have to give up to go to another level and and like this last one i've kind of used that even recently it's where you bring it up because i'm uh in kansas city this last weekend with over 300 people there i my class is on gains is what i it, it, it's on i because I, I really think that one problem that we have is is that we look at the wrong thing we focus on the wrong thing it's it's way too easy to focus on what you're giving up and when you focus on what you're giving up, you don't actually get the, get what you want. So it's like dieting. If I go into a diet and all I can think of day one is I love bread, this diet isn't going to work. If I, if right. all I can think of is I need ice cream, yeah. this diet isn't going to work because I'm focusing on what I'm losing. And, and I think that's what everybody thinks they're losing time with the patient. They're losing time to notes. They're losing time to this, time with their family. And that's that's the biggest one you hear constantly is, well, it's my, I'm going to get away from my family, and I, I, I want to be with my family. Well, no, if you turn it on to this is what you're doing to be with your family. You know, you right. work hard at this now so that you can have all the free time you want with them later. You know, but 
you have to focus on the gain. If you focus on what you're going to get rather than what you're going to lose, it makes it easier to go for what you're going to get because what you're going to get is going to be far better than anything you already have. So you have to turn the mindset around on everyone. It, it, this isn't that you're giving up your family time. Have I made sacrifices for my family? Yes, 100%. I missed the first steps of my daughter. I've missed recitals. I've missed all sorts of things. Does that mean I'm a bad dad? No, I'm an awesome dad. But I get to do things with my daughter that I never dreamed I'd get to do now because I put that work in then. Right. Because I did things and took I, I took risks. I took I took things on and work on that. I some people would say, well, that's taking away. No, it was for this benefit. It was for this eventual dream. It was for the goal. I'm doing it for the goal, not for the immediate return. Right. And, and that's that's where everything everyone has to get back to focusing on. Look, we do we go for our dreams because and what we do for them because the dream does make the life better. It does make all families better. It makes everything happier. Because the one thing that you can't give up on when it comes to family, you can't get away from the fact that if you just keep doing what you're doing, you will lose money, you will start to fail, and the stress from that alone will end up destroying the family. If it's not going good at home, you bring that to work. If it's not going good at work, you bring that home. So it all has a way. If it's going great at work and you're bringing that home, it makes it easier on your family life. So you have to do things that are for everything and realize what the real eventual goal is. Yep, I tell you what, there's there's few problems that uh, a few good weeks in practice won't solve. That's right. right? There's some, but yeah. you know, but it, it it does make everything easier. Uh, Ron Mall, thank you so much for uh, for being on today. If people want to find out, if want to reach out to you or find out more about Integrity Docs, uh, doctors, sorry, what do they do? Uh, you can you can check us out on integritydoctors.com. You can apply to be a member. Uh, we have an application process you go through, uh, and you can kind of so we can get to know you. You can get to know us uh, and see if we're a good fit. So you can check us out at integritydoctors.com. You can call us 800-843-9162. That's 800-843-9162. You can follow me on Instagram at Ryan K Mall. That's R Y A N K M A U L E. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Integrity Doctors. Facebook.com slash Integrity Doctors, Instagram.com slash Integrity Doctor. There's no S because they didn't make long enough usernames. Uh, but you can check us out any way you can. But come check us out. We go all over the country, travel. Uh, but definitely message me or on Twitter, Ryan K. Mall, either one. Get in touch with me. I'd love to help you or offer any other advice. And I should point out, check out my podcast as well. Cairo yes, Candy's an yes. awesome one. So Cairo Candy's an awesome one. Uh, I have what's called the Expect Awesome Podcast. Uh, it's just motivational. I don't, it's, it's not really, I talk about things that are pro chiropractic and business related in chiropractic, but it's more of a 10 minute motivational talk I do every week, uh, just to kind of give a little pep in your step. I'm all about being awesome and realizing how awesome you are. And that's what I do. So that's kind of how me and Billy got together. And that's, uh, you know, I, Carl Candy's an awesome deal. I love listening to it. I check it out every week. And, uh, so check out mine too. Very good. Ron Mall, thank you so much. You're welcome, man. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cairo Candy. If you are ready to take your Facebook and Instagram, just your entire social media presence to the next level, you need to check out what we are doing at Cairo Candy Marketing. Um, you can go on over to CairoCandyMarketing.com forward slash tribe, and I'll walk through what we call the perfect patient tribe turbine. 
After working with over 400 chiropractic offices all over the world, we know what works and what doesn't work and how you can just about guarantee the ultimate success with your marketing. Uh, it's got a 95% success rate. It's what we call the perfect patient tribe turbine. So go to chirocandymarketing.com forward slash tribe to learn more.